0: Welcome back to another episode of producer grind podcast. Carrington and JB with me. What's good? Yo. And we got a special guest in the building here today. Bro's work with numerous artists, man, including Migos, Chris Brown, Gucci, Young Thug, Lucci, OG Mako. Please welcome OG Parker. Yo, yo. What's What's bro, good, bro. Appreciate you pulling up, bro. For sure. Um, so you know what I mean, um, I know you you know you've done some interviews and stuff before. So, you know, some uh, some of the true fans got a good idea of your story. But for those that might
1: not know, um, you know, how did you like first get into making beats and so, like, I've been making music, like, my whole life. Like, I was in band, like, in middle school, high school, all that. And then, like, 10th grade, my homie gave me FL Studio on a flash drive. And I just started making beats with it and been doing it ever since. What you play in band? I played saxophone in middle school. Then mm-hmm. I switched to percussion. So, in high school, I played, like, snare drum and all that shit. Mm. Now, is this something that your parents forced you to do, or did you have a general interest in it? No, I love music, so I, I always wanted to be in band. That's dope. That's real
0: dope. Mm-hmm. And then you said you, um... So you you say you in 10th grade, your homie showed you FL? Yep. Mm. And then how long did it take before you were getting placements and stuff?
1: It took a little minute. It probably took, like, three or four years. Because, like, at first I was, like, uh, in a group, like, with my homies. So, like, it was, like, a singer, a rapper, and I was the producer. So we were, like, trying to be, like, the first group like that. Gotcha, gotcha. So, like, we were, like, writing for other people and shit. Then I just started, like, taking the beat thing, like, real serious.
2: Mm-hmm. So, when you first started off producing did you feel like you had a um an edge on everybody
1: else or edge on the average producer because you came from that music background yeah definitely because you know what i'm saying i can read music so i've been playing instruments my whole life so i know it would, like helped me a lot
2: mm, talk to us a little bit about that like how important it is to be able because you know a lot of producers just click in you know what yeah. i'm saying and yeah. it's not really too many i'm not gonna say it's not too many real musicians out there but it's a lot easier to not be a musician and to still make good music
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it helps, but these days, like, with all these, like, different, like, programs you can use, like, you really don't even have to know how to play. Like, I know so many dope producers that just click in and shit, but I definitely think it helps if you're trying to cook up a lot of beats fast, because I can just, like, knock out, like, a lot of ideas.
2: Mm. And talk to a little bit about um like being able to flow in between genres. Like I know you had said in previous interviews, being able to play the more scales, you know, the more chords, you know, the more fluid you can be in between music. So how does that keep you from like just staying as like a
1: just a trap producer or just a certain uh, yeah. genre producer? Yeah, definitely. Like stuff like R&B, you know what I'm saying? It's like more complicated chords. So like knowing how to play piano, it definitely helps when I'm trying to like switch from that or if I'm trying to do some pop stuff. know a lot of that stuff's like in a major key so i can just switch like that where trap music it's a lot of minor keys and a lot of dark stuff so which one do you prefer to play in man i really like making everything oh yeah do you have a favorite um scale like not major Uh, minor
0: but like it's more specific
1: no but my homie dico said that we make a lot of beats in c-sharp minor so i guess yeah i guess that's like i think cash just said the same thing yeah i think cash just said the exact same thing c-sharp and d-sharp i believe Mm. What's your
0: typical, like, beat making process look like?
1: Uh, I really like to start a lot of ideas. So, like, I probably don't even finish a lot of beats every day. Like, I like to just start a lot of ideas, a lot of ideas, and then I'm big on collabing. So, like, my homie Smash David might send me some shit and I might just fuck with that. Or, like, my homie Romano might pull up on me or Deco and Mm. we cook up some shit. Like, I really just be with whatever. Like, Mm. I just like to do it with anybody. Like, if I like, I'll cook up with, like, a, upcoming producer. I feel like a lot of people are like, you know what I'm saying, like, they only like to cook up with people they came in with. They're like, popping producers, but like, I'll cook up with anybody. That's dope. Mm. And so, you you
0: typically do like melodies first, drums first, or?
1: I always do melodies first, though, but I seen a video where Zaytoven started to beat with some 808s and I was like, that shit was fine. You tried it? Nah, nah. I need to though. <laughs> yeah. I
2: feel you. Yeah. What's the, uh, like to every producer, is there like one instrument you'd recommend every producer learn before that you like it? Along with their uh, producing careers, like, the one instrument you would recommend, what would it be?
1: I think that every producer should probably learn, like, the basics of piano. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And why so? Mm, I just feel like, you know what I'm saying, that's like, you have all these MIDI keyboards, and, like, if you go to Guitar Center and shit, so, like, that's like a, you can get, like, a small one and just start. Start ideas with like simple notes and then you can try learning small chords, like triads and stuff, mm. and then just keep keep getting better.
3: Mm. Do you use any hardware? Um, no, I
0: don't. No. Know. Okay. no. Mm. Now I know you said in band um you had played xylophone for a little bit. Is there anything special that you learned from playing xylophone that you may not have learned from Keys?
1: Mm, I feel like a lot of the stuff that I learned in band. I probably implement in my music without even thinking about it. Subconscious, yeah. Right. But like, I don't never really like sit down and think like, oh, I did this shit in a band. Let like,
0: oh, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> me tap into the band. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah, get, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah. So, what was uh,
1: what was your like first
0: notable placement or song?
1: Mm, I feel like the first time that like people were like, oh yeah, I heard something you produced was "Loving the City" with OG Maco. Mm. And then like my first radio record was 100 with Fetty Wap and K Camp. Mm. Yeah And then how did uh, How did how did you uh You know Link up with OG Macro uh, We had mutual homies So like On the south side Like we all like From the same area So like His homies were like Be like Oh yeah my homie rap He kind of popped in the city He had that song grove running mm. And it was like Kind of moving In Atlanta So my homie was like Yeah send him some beats Then one night He told me to pull up And I pulled up on him and Key And they was making Give him hell mm. And then like Ever since then mm. We was just cooking up and then like, what was your life like at this point? Did you have a job or something like that or? Hell yeah, I was working at the mall and I was at Georgia State. Hey, Georgia at Lenox? Hey, yeah, hell yeah, I was mm. working at Linux. So I was riding the bus to the train station to Georgia State and taking the train from Georgia State to work and taking the fucking train all the way from Linux all the way back to my crib. Like, yeah. So yeah. What was your major in uh, when you were at Georgia State? Graphic design. Oh, for mm. real? Hell yeah. Mm. Dang, I didn't even know they offered that.
2: Yeah, hell yeah. You still messing around with Photoshop? Hell no! I dropped out <laughs> of Georgia
0: State after like a year and a half. Yeah, Hell yeah. So you didn't even get nice at Photoshop. You nah. were still learning mm-hmm.
2: trash. Yeah. <laughs> what Why was you, did you, go ahead? Why would you end up dropping out just because the music took off?
1: Yeah, and then when Maco got signed to QC, yeah. like I was like, oh fuck it, like I'm about to go. You feel like you in. It. yeah, like mm-hmm. I was like, we definitely got a chance to like make something happen. So
2: now at that time, were you making money off of um off of music, or was you still working the job at Linux? I was definitely still working.
1: I wasn't okay. making no money for real. Yeah. Oh okay.
3: What kept you from like? Going 100% music instead of um, working and going to college and doing music. And mom, she kept you in school? or?
1: Well, I mean, my parents made me keep a job for a minute. Mm-hmm. Then, like, when I started, like, getting a little ASCAP checks and little stuff coming in, like, they saw that, like, I had potential to actually, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, make something work from music. So they let me quit. And then just for the next, like, six months to a year, I just went hard. Like, real hard. They still press you about finishing school? Yeah. Every career? time I go home, my mom be like, "You still got it? You should get a degree." Yeah, you're, you're, your
2: your grandpa, she plays. He, yeah. He's a professor at Morehouse, right? Yep. Yeah. Yes.
1: So now, like, what goes through your mind when they say that? Like, hell no. Nah. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> right? <It was> like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not against it because you know what I'm saying education like a great thing. So, like maybe in the future I might go, but yeah. as of right now, nah. I'd be like, Mom, you realize all these millionaires I can, <laughs> I can call right now and get to work with, yeah, like, facts,
0: uh, you know, I get that, yeah. Um, so then how long after OG
1: Mecco signed did you kind of, um,
0: you know, join the QC?
1: Probably like a year or two, like, you know what I'm saying? It just had to make sense. So, like, I just kept working with, like, Cinco, Migos, and everybody. Yeah. And then one day P and Coach K just pulled me to the side and was like, we need to figure something out.
0: Was that something you were waiting for or, like, was it to surprise you? Did you kind of expect it?
1: Uh, I mean, I definitely... Knew it was possible, but I knew I had to have some records, you know what I'm saying, some bigger records with their artists for it to make sense. Yeah. So once I started getting, like, you know what I'm saying, like, the records right. that they started pushing the radio and stuff like that, I knew that they would, like, probably give us the opportunity, so.
2: Mm-hmm. What kept you from just staying at, or just being known as OG, pa- or OG Mako's producer? Like, why? How were you able to go and work with all these other artists?
1: I mean, you know what I'm saying, he never really cared about that, so, like, I know some artists might have been right. like, oh, no, nah, you can't give beats to everybody else, right. but Nah, he never cared. Like I would pull up, Maco will be recording, I'll walk out the room and go give Quavo some beats, then give Rich Kids some beats. Like mm. it was never no issue. And they kinda have two different sounds. So it wasn't like the beats that Maco wanted <laughs> Quavo wanted anyways. Right, right, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. So it was always it was cool. Mm.
0: So what's the what's the like the daily vibe like? Um you know what I mean, like you you go to the QC daily or like what's your what's your typical daily lifestyle? Uh,
1: well, I'm kinda like a stay at home producer. Like, I don't know. Like I'm always at the crib cooking up but like these days like they always on the road so i probably mm. see little baby and Amigos, like once a month or something like mm. you know what i'm saying they got shows every day mm. so but like uh some of the newer artists like collision and stuff like mm. i lock in with him or like marlo you know what i'm saying but the like the top tier artists they're usually going like Yadi and them
0: mm. yeah so like what other stuff do you do throughout the day like
1: maybe it doesn't have anything to do with music man all i really do is like hoop play the game just made beats for him. I'd be chilling. What you playing? A... What you playing nowadays? Fortnite. Fortnite. Call of Duty, 2K, that type of shit. You into PUBG? Nah. Nah, no PUBG. For, Fortnite over that, every
0: day. What about that new, with the new, uh, it's like free, like Fortnite, it's called Pilates. Maybe we were playing, were playing P- Pilates? Pilates? I don't know, Pilates? 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 You ever heard of it? No, nah. Pilates is What's
2: the workout. Not Pilates. So somebody
0: said It's like Aladdin, but with a P or something like that, I don't know. Pilates.
2: <laughs> what is it like, like? It's like World of Warcraft and um, and Fortnite and Fortnite mix. Like you ride on a horse, yeah. It's kind of weird. Like- but it's a free game. Like I, you know, like how they got the
0: streaming where you can watch people play games. Oh, yeah. So I was on there and it was like the number one stream game. I'm like, oh, it's free. Let me try it. But it's
2: weird. I, I couldn't really figure it out. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. Yeah. If yeah. you play Fortnite though, you probably you probably yeah. messed
0: with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You got any uh, solo wins in Fortnite?
2: Hell yeah, man. bro! Are you nice, yeah. nice? Yeah, he <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. said, are oh, you, nice. yeah. oh, you nice, nice." That's dope. That's and dope. with um, with all the competition that like um, at QC, talking a little bit about like you know, there's so many producers at the studio. Like, what separates you from all the other producers?
1: I mean, I feel like every producer got their own sound. So, like, you know, what I'm saying it's really not too many producers there. Though it really just mm-hmm. be like me and Quay. You know, cook that shit up, Quay. So right. You know I'm saying? He do a lot of stuff with Lil Baby and stuff like that. So we make beats together a lot and shit too. So it's never I never really felt like it was any competition. Mm-hmm. Nothing like that. Y'all mm-hmm. got any collab placements together? Uh no, nah, not yet. That's but surprising. we just cooked up like a five pack like the other week, so something's gonna come from it.
3: Mm-hmm. Have you um have you been introduced to tour life at QC? Mm mm. You never been on tour yet? Mm mm. Not yet. Y'all want no parts?
0: I don't know. You say you like being at home and shit. I feel that. Hell yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But you never know though. What have you learned from just being around like Coach and P? I mean, just to stay consistent. You know what I'm saying? They definitely stay on me to always be working, always cooking up. Like they be like, you still sending beats to everybody, making sure I'm still working with all the artists. Yeah.
3: So I'm going to answer something. A lot of producers, they come on here and they refrain from um, using loops and stuff like that. They talk down on using loops. I see you work with, like, I see you working with Hitmaker, like, a lot of them, Mm -hmm. y'all use loops from, like, the Martians, you know, a lot of people. So, like, what made you transition to uh, really use a lot of loops instead of your own compositions?
1: I mean, I like to just keep a balance of both, because, like, a lot of times, like, the Martians, or QBs, they'll send me some fire shit, so why not fuck with it? Why why not add some drums to it or something? So, you know what I'm saying? I definitely see a lot of people that are against it, but I mean, it's. I feel like it's kind of like a new wave of production because like three years yeah. ago, there was no loops floating around or nothing like that. But now I get loops every day to my email, so
3: mm-hmm.
1: I just I don't know. I fuck with it. It definitely yeah, like you said right. Like three four years ago, like it was super talked down on the use yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. I feel like a couple years ago, people didn't even like collabing like that. Yeah right. Yes, yeah, it was a little different, but when you when you use a loop, what kind of percentage do you give that producer for just using a loop? I break everything down even, no matter what. Really? Yeah, I don't care what what you do on the beat. (laughs) Mm. Even if you bought the loop, or do you not buy loops? I don't buy loops, yeah. Okay. I don't know. Mm. (laughs) I just work, I just like, if people send me something, I'll just add to it, and we bust it down even every time, because if not, it gets tricky, like, I don't even want to be like, I did more than you, so we gonna do forty ten. like, Mm. I don't know, it just get weird. I'd rather just go twenty five twenty five. Now, do you only typically work with people you already got a relationship with, or like if a a fan wants to send you something on IG, you... How does that work? Normally, it's people that I know, like Q-Beats or The Martians or something yeah. like that. But as of lately, I've had some people send me some dope shit that I'm like, oh, yeah. Keep sending more. So hmm. I'm definitely open to working with new producers like, all the time.
3: What producer would you say that you learn from the most working with? Mm,
1: that's a good question. Probably Deco. I think Deco definitely taught me a lot of mixing tips that I still use daily. So You any, share one? I was going to say any gems you could share. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's better to show than to just, like, explain. I want to, you know what I'm saying, show them with, like, FL up mm-hmm. on the screen or something. What do you do with your master channel? Uh, I put, like, a. Uh, don't know if I should tell. I mean, it's in Maximus, but, you know what I'm saying, I put it, like, on a certain level of the master, like, on the rack and stuff, and, like, I use, like, a preset on it, so... It's hard to explain. <laughs> like you can't just put Maximus; it's not gonna sound the same. Right. So right. I don't even want people just trying to like throw Maximus on their master track and thinking it's gonna make it sound better. Yeah, because it ain't gonna sound right. But you got to do it the right way. Yeah. You know? Now, that's surprising you said that because most a lot of producers come out here. They say they don't do nothing. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. I just started doing it like a year ago. Oh okay. My homie Smash David showed me how to do it. So mm. what's the difference? Is it just the lo- the loudness? That you see the differences, or is it actually make things knock a little bit harder? Yeah, I think if you mix if you mix right with it, like you have to mix things a little differently when you put it on there. But It definitely, like, it makes me feel like it's, like, knocking a little more. you mix Mm -hmm. it after,
2: will you mix it differently after you put it on or before you put it on? before, for sure. Before, yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's really, like, the last step. Yeah. No,
1: Mm -hmm. I was, like, like, as soon, like, really, I want to put it, as soon as I open FL up, I want to put it right there. Because, like, if you try to put it on after you've made the beat, you're going to have to remix the whole beat Mm -hmm. once, you know what I'm saying, once you put the preset on. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I got a good question. From you for for you from
0: start to finish, what's the longest amount of time you'll spend on a beat? And what's like the shortest time you spent? Mm. Like on a from a start to finish, like final mix, everything?
1: Well, like if it's like some EDM shit, shit. days, weeks, yeah. months, like yeah. I've been working on some shit for so long. Yeah. But like some trap shit, shit, 10 minutes. It really just depends. Ten minutes, and it's out. Yeah. It and can th- be. If it's like some yeah. simple shit. Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Will you when you um, make the EDM? Will you go? Will you switch into another DAW? Like use Ableton or will you stay using FL? Uh,
1: I want to learn how to use Ableton, but all my EDM stuff I've done so far is on FL.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now talk to us about the EDM stuff. That's what you do with your your group
1: Merge, right? Yep. That's the kind of talk to us about how that even came about and what it's about. Uh, we were just like making so much EDM stuff, and we just had to like figure out a way to like package it together. But we got a lot of music coming. Like we got songs with like Yadi your Kid on it. Like there's a lot of EDM. stuff. But we just want to drop it. Like when it makes sense. Mm.
2: So. So when you say EDM, what kind of EDM are you talking? Are you talking like EDM like um Carnage type EDM, or are you talking like
1: EDM like, Dip rave type EDM? Yeah. Like there's so many different genres, but we don't really have names for them. Yeah, I mean, I don't really want to put us in a box like that because there's so right. many different types. But if I had to pick one, I would say future bass. Oh, okay. like you know what I'm saying, like. Major Laser, Cold Water type vibes. Oh, okay. like okay. More okay. so like pop. I feel yeah. like I was like Chinese. Music. I don't even nah, know.
2: Major Lazer is <laughs> <Major laughs> yeah. fire. Major Laser. is fire.
0: I've heard of Major Laser. I can't say I heard of his music though. Oh, yeah. And then what you know. said, it's Future. Future. He's a, it's a group. Yeah, okay. I heard of Diplo. Yeah. I thought that was one person though.
1: Yeah, Diplo is one person, but I mean, Major Laser, laser is oh, his group he's with in. two other people. Okay, you got
2: you. Who are some other of your favorite artists? Like, like electronic
1: music? Yeah, and Um, I like Carnage. I like a lot of stuff Marshmallow does, slushy. Um, Louis the Child, it's a lot of people.
2: Who you feel like was killing it in 2018?
1: Who do you think was the number one? Marshmallow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. for sure. And you got some work with him, right? Um, no, I've sent I sent him a couple ideas because we did Wild N' Out together, so oh, I met show. him for the first time. Yeah, okay. But
0: now, what do you what do y'all got planned for?
1: Are we going to see y'all uh, at these festivals, DJing? Like, what do y'all really got planned? Yeah, we're just trying to focus on the music right now. You know what I'm saying? We got to get like a full set ready and all that, but. Definitely. Yeah. When my manager lets me know, it's
0: time. (laughs) And is this something you're doing within the QC
2: branch or is it? Nah, it's completely different. Yeah. Lenny, label attachments or all? No, not yet. Mm. Yeah, we're just working. Mm. So, how are you able to separate the two? Is there like, because I don't, I mean, I don't really understand. Like, try to help me understand how, what does it mean to be signed? And then, what does it mean to be able to go and create your own thing and start moving under a different under merge? Like, how are you Mm. able to do both and keep them separate?
1: Well, that would be like my artistry. Okay. So you don't say you can sign the deal as a producer, but okay. that's like my artist side. Art. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yes. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: Mm. Yep. Um, now we seen you were invited to the Dreamville uh
1: revenge sessions. Yeah. Um what were the, what was like the vibe like at those sessions? It was dope. It was so many producers and that's what I heard artists and stuff. Like it was like I don't know. It was a dope experience though. Like, I heard it was a little overwhelming. Yeah. It was like five producers in different rooms. Like it was just like a lot going on, but I cooked up a lot of stuff, and I was cooking up, and J Cole walked in the room, and he was like, "Oh, that's hard." Like, but I never really got to sit down and play any beats or anything. Yeah, but I definitely cooked up with a lot of dope producers. Mm. Seems like J Cole's kind of
2: leading like a whole new wave of like, I don't know what it is, but just the whole revenge thing, having all these producers to come up, it created like this almost like this whole event or like a buzz around the whole uh, all these producers pull up because J Cole's in the build, like yeah. J Cole's in town
1: yeah so that's many people wild. was pulling up even artists like even artists that weren't signed to dream build like was pulling up like it was a lot of stuff going on i feel like that was uh that was great marketing from the jump like
0: yeah, he's using the work session as marketing like you know obviously when y'all get those things you're gonna repost them and everything exactly. like that
1: like that's definitely smart marketing. Yeah, everybody was so excited right right. it's like
2: artists throwing their own little little events pretty much it's yeah. like a like a producer or creators like event really yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's fire Now
0: is Jay Like what, what kind of artists Do you typically listen to
1: Like what's what's like Your go to I mean I really listen To everything Like I already had A relationship with uh, Jid So like we already Been working so I definitely like You know what I'm saying The more lyrical type of music Yeah And then clearly The trap shit Like with the Migos And all that Yeah So I really can't even say I have a favorite genre But if I had to pick one I'd probably say R&B and mm. b really? Yeah mm. And like who are some Of your, the R&B artists You fuck with uh, Party mm. Jeremiah Ty Dolla Sign, We've been doing a lot of stuff. And it's a lot of people, really. I feel like R&B is making a comeback this year with LMA and, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's a dope time. Who are some artists that you got your eye on
0: to make some noise this year? Up and coming, not? Up and coming.
1: Uh, I've been working with an up and coming artist uh, named Malachi. He's an R&B singer. You know what I'm saying? then I got like a lot of independent people that I fuck with. My homie MacNell. He's about to drop his first tape. And then, like, a lot of the people signed the QC, you know what I'm saying? That's just getting they foot in the door, like, Collision. Collision, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You got to keep your eye out for them, too. Yeah. What's Lil Baby got in story this year, man? Shit, I don't know. He dropped so many tapes and all the songs be hard. Who even knows? All right. He's just be going crazy. Oh uh, yeah. You yeah. got some work coming with him? Uh, we ain't locked in in a minute, but we definitely got some songs. Mm. I got a crazy song with him, Gucci, and Quavo, but I don't know when it's dropping, though. Mm. You
2: yeah. know? I had a question. Um, when it comes to mixing, what artists or what genres should producers who are just now starting to really listen to to know what a uh like a premium mix sounds like? Premium. <laughs> premium mix. Not not just a good mix, like a I, premium mix. Man, these
1: days, I I don't know. Like these trap beats, you really ain't even gotta have no crazy mix on it. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Cause like a lot of the songs I have are like a two-track mix, like walk it talk it. I ain't saying no stamps for that. Like, well, even yeah.
2: outside. Okay, let's say even now, like a producer who wants to make R and B tracks. Like, what yeah. artist should they go and listen to? and Be like, yo, this is how you make a right. Like, this is the best mix I've heard.
1: Um, I mean, stuff that sounds really good to me, like her, mm-hmm. her music, her her, yeah, stuff, her always stuff sounds was really good. Not for yeah. crazy.
2: <laughs> he said her stuff sounds crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always confusing to say. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. She has like, it had like so much space, that yeah, her exactly. space. The atmosphere is
0: crazy. It's just like a crazy vibe. Like, was she like Alana Del Rey or something like that? It's like I nice. say, it's like an
2: Erica Badu and Adele mixed together, kind of. Yeah,
0: that's a, but that's a new wave,
2: though. Yeah. Like, mm. she's
0: or dope. like trap beat, trap drums and stuff. On
1: some of the songs, yeah. Some yeah. of them, yeah. Some of them is like contemporary R and B type stuff. Mm. Yeah. There's
2: one song. It's called like a letter to my mom or mama or something. And I heard that song, I almost started crying. Like, that song was so, good. bro, it's so good. Crazy, I'm telling you, it's like
0: hits you in your heart, hits you in your heart. With with all the pop artists and everyone kind of like tapping into the trap song, you know, obviously that's been going on for like like past four to ten years. I mean, slowly, but now it's like all the way like pop trap is pop. You feel like there's been a
1: slowdown in progression of the of the genre. I mean, I wouldn't say it's slowdown. Like, I think it's dope. Like, I, that uh, "Meant to Be" record with BB Rexa in um Florida Georgia Line. Like, that's like a country song, but it has trap drums in it. Like, <laughs> which one is that? Man, you from gotta a couple check years it out. Ago? It's from last year, but it's mm. dope. I think I do. I- yeah. I know Florida Georgia Line all the time. Oh, for real. But yeah, they got a song together and it's literally like just hearing it, like it was dope to me because it's literally like a country trap beat. Like that's what I would that's, that's fire. fire. I heard the
0: one with Nelly, Florida Georgia Line and Nelly. No, I ain't heard that's that. That's not one. that one. You don't know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm
1: mean. That's that was a minute ago. That's what, that's what I thought you guys were talking about. But no, like I think it's dope. Like I feel like urban music is definitely becoming like the new pop music. Yeah, right? uh, yeah. Definitely.
3: Mm-hmm. Definitely
1: agree with that.
0: So how much should a producer expect to make off a song that goes platinum or like a number one billboard
1: hit? Uh, it's a, tr- a tricky question. It depends if you did it by yourself. You know what I'm saying? It depends the percentage you have on the song. Yeah.
3: What, so, what percentage
1: should a producer expect initially? 50%. If you made it by yourself. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, from there, like two people, 25, 3, 16.7, whatever. Like, and it just goes down. But, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people have their own ways of doing it. Like I said, like some people, if they got a loop, they might be like, oh, I'll take 40, you take 10, since you just sent the loop or something like that. Mm -hmm. So it just depends. And now that, I'm always confused, like when people say like 50%, that's not 50% of the sales and streams, is it? Yeah, you get 50% of the song in general. Anything, the master and everything? Uh, I I can't speak on the master side. I don't know about that. That might be a little different. Isn't the master the sales? I don't know. i about
0: mechanical. I'm talking about No, <laughs> go ahead. It's yeah. nah, nah. mechanical royalty. That's what you're talking about as far as sales. But you get points on it. I thought yeah. mechanicals were the radio play. No. Nah. You, nah, you get a separate mechanical, mechanical royalty check. Publishing. Yeah. That's publishing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what you're talking about. He gets 50% of publishing. And when he gets paid on radio or sings and stuff like that, he gets right.
2: 50%. And then so, mechanical. So if like 2K wants to put the song on there. And then so you get fifty percent, and then the artist. Will... Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, you. okay.
0: Hmm. So a writer will get the fifty, get a percentage of what um, the artist gets, not of what the producer, producer. gets mm. okay. Gotcha.
2: That's, That's what I have a manager for. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. She can't clear
0: that up. Have we? <laughs> yeah.
2: we gotta get her on for a segment. <laughs> <laughs> if for a producer that wants to know more about this, what should they be looking up? Like, is there anywhere, like anywhere, they should confine this information where it's like really clear?
0: Um, you can get a good manager. You can get a good attorney, or a book. Or that you, one oh, yeah, book. you can
2: just ask questions. I forgot oh, what it's all called. All about the music business. Yeah, all about the music business. It's a book. I don't know what's
1: mine. It's like light it. blue, though. Yeah, I have it.
2: Light blue and color. Now, how did you,
1: yeah. you? How did you find your manager? How did that have come about? Um. Uh, well, you know, she was managing Skipper the Flipper at the time, okay. who was a QC artist. You know what I'm saying? So I just kept seeing her. You know what I'm saying? I already had a manager, Stevo, and they were already cool. So then she started helping me out with a lot of stuff I was doing. So then we just all came together and just made sense. So her and Steve-O, he used to manage OG Maco. They mm-hmm. both managed me. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Now I'm going to put you on the spot here. What's one or two things that she does for
1: you that you couldn't live without her doing as a manager? That's, that's a lot of stuff. <laughs> a lot of stuff. She does, like, everything for me. Like, for real? Yeah. That's not a good mm-hmm. enough answer, man
0: give us one thing what's what's one thing that was like oh now that i got a manager that's so much easier I mean, I don't, personally
1: quick. i don't like to handle business period with an artist like i don't ever want to like hit up an artist and be like yo um i didn't get my advance for the beat like okay. so that's where you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. she comes in she hits mm-hmm. up their manager like i feel like it's always best for a producer to stay out of the business side Right. Let them, Yeah, let the manager say, like, don't ever hit up an artist and be like, bro, I didn't get paid that's for the, the beat. Yeah, it like, it's, it's never a good idea. But it's a different vibe when, like, uh, outside? Yeah, if your manager hits their manager, you'd be like, I mean, that's my manager. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know, bro. She, she, wants, to, yeah. she wants to get paid, too. She yeah, wants to you know what yeah, she we, she just, want. we make music,
2: bro. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. At what point did you feel like you needed to get a manager?
1: Yeah, um... I don't know. People always ask me that, like up and coming producers, like mm. when, do, like should they get a manager? I mean, if you're not getting any placements, I really don't really see a reason to unless the manager is going to help you get placements. Like mm-hmm. if the manager knows artists and stuff like that, like she has her own relationship with artists that I don't even know. yeah, And she can send my beats to them. So if you find a manager like that, then anytime, really. Yeah. If you got some hard beats and you know that the problem is getting your beats to the artist, it might be time to find a manager.
0: Because mm. I feel like that's, I feel like that's the number one thing. Like a lot of the people that ask us, like from our uh, you know IG and stuff, they ask yeah. us like about getting managers. I think that they assume that the manager is
1: there to to find placements for them and stuff. Nah, you gotta do that yourself too, though. But they they can help definitely. So. For up, for upcoming producers, how do these
3: producers actually um, make their brand make their brand have more
1: value so they can link with these artists? I mean, I don't know. You just gotta. Brand is definitely important. So I guess you just gotta like make it look like you're working, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't know. Like every day, like I don't know. Like I used to just post myself in front of my keyboard all the time. Like so everybody yeah. knew I was making beats. Yeah. Then if anytime I had an opportunity, like let me send you some beats. Like yeah. even if they were up and coming, like, you know what I'm saying? You just gotta give it a chance, you never know who's gonna blow up. Yeah. So I don't know. So so image. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's definitely important these days. Let me ask you something. Uh
0: because a lot of times we ask a lot of producers about the power of having jewelry and the importance of having jewelry. Mm-hmm. Now you're a producer that has jewelry. Mm-hmm. Was there a noticeable difference the day you started posting pictures with jewelry and stuff like that versus the day before?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I will say, you know what I'm saying, clearly people are going to treat you different if they see that you have jewelry on and stuff yeah. like that. You know what I'm saying? And you posting the pictures with the QC chain, you know what I'm saying? People be like, oh, that shit is dope. Yeah. But I mean, I know a lot of producers that don't give a fuck about that type of shit and got dumb money. Like, and still make hits all the time. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's something you need, but it probably helps when it comes to branding.
0: Mm-hmm. I can understand that. Yeah. I understand that. Um, yeah, you want to get into uh, the random questions?
2: Sure, let's do it. So we just basically got a segment on here. It's called Random Questions. Literally just ask you random questions. So on our first uh, question we got is, when's the last time you watched a tutorial? <laughs>
1: that's a good question um probably like two weeks ago I was watching a tutorial on uh how to make this scent I was trying to make for this e- this EDM song mm. yeah.
2: is that where you got found like a lot of the majority of your learning especially early in the
1: in your career was watching tutorials definitely from cooking up with people and watching tutorials that's how I learned everything
2: what about cooking up with people is better than watching tutorials
1: I mean, just them being hands-on and being right there and showing you, like, you can do it. You know what I'm saying? Watching it on YouTube, it's a little different. Mm-hmm. You got to kind of, like, watch it, then figure it out yourself. Be like, oh, wait, what does he doing? Let me rewind Yeah, exactly. Like, like got like, you. All right.
2: What's your favorite VST?
1: Um, Omnisphere. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, <Yeah>. Second favorite? <laughs> yeah. What's your second favorite? Oh, uh, Contact. Contact? Yeah. What's the most
2: underrated VST? Expand 2, I think. That's the dollar
1: one, right? That's the one that costs a dollar. Yeah, it's yeah. The dollar green one. shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That shit's fire.
2: So, mm. Sure. All right. What's your favorite meal?
1: Meal? Bro, I really like barely eat like I don't eat shit. I eat like chicken tenders and cheeseburgers. <laughs> and pizza. I don't eat nothing else. Mm. Who's got the best pizza in Atlanta? Shit, maybe Fellinis. Whoa. Fellinis? Mm-mm. Maybe I'm not gonna take I have that, to leave that right. Right. I had Fellini I had Two days up. ago I was so disappointed For real yes. i take them. I don't know Da Vinci is a straight You ever had Roses? Mm-mm <laughs> Little Azios? No On Northside Drive? I don't fuck with Azios Gino's? I had Gino's <laughs> <laughs> Gino's? Yeah, I don't like
2: Felina's Uh We already asked this one But what's your favorite scale to use? Your yeah. personal favorite scale C-Sharp Minor okay. C-Sharp Minor Yeah And then I always ask this question If you we're gonna fight a grizzly bear <laughs> or a silverback. Which one would you prefer to fight? Grizzly bear. What the? F- so you think a silverback is scarier than a grizzly bear? Yeah. We've had, yeah,
0: we've, sure. had we, we've had nobody yeah. that's gone on our side with the uh, right?
2: Who know. would you rather fight? I don't know. All you got is a, a spear. <laughs> A dull spear. A dull
0: spear? I <laughs> <laughs> What do
3: y'all think?
2: I mean, I would rather fight a gorilla because a grizzly bear is like 12 feet tall, about 1,500 pounds. <laughs> he got claws and he got That's teeth. True. Well, given
0: the original question, the original question is Who'd who would win, win in a fight, fight a, a grizzly, grizzly bear, bear or, or a silverback? Oh, I thought you said, who would you Yeah, like? he switched it yeah, yeah. yeah. But the original question, it's like an internet question that's out there. Uh, is who would win a grub? It's a good grizzly question. Grizzly or a silverback? Um, that's, that's, a, that's a long fight. I don't
2: know. That's a good fight, though. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, Bro, because a grizzly bear is just like a silverback, but he got claws. The <laughs> worst you're going to do is just get clocked with a punch. I don't, don't think bro. we're ever going to get. Uh, I don't <laughs> think this is the one we'll never find we'll out. Never yeah. find we'll never find common ground. We'll never find common ground
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with any of our um, guests, man. But. uh... Shoot man, appreciate you pulling up bro I appreciate y'all And most definitely Alrighty man, another episode in the books man Hit that subscribe Peace